0: Today on Rocks and Dirt, three legends that are not only late but great. Tom Terrific, Lou Brock and Stevie Ray Vaughan.
1: Oh, my goodness. That was vicious.
0: welcome once again to another fine episode of rocks and dirt i'm your host mike harper i'm here with tuxedo cat ceo and producer todd Rindley. hey everybody and there's steve hello if the house is rocking don't bother knocking come the, on in that's the way we do on rocks and dirt it's basically a continuation of a conversation that we're continually having and occasionally we turn on the mics to uh invite you in uh stevie ray vaughn comes to our mind this week uh steve Stevie Ray is uh, a blues guitarist from years gone by uh, born in 1954 passed away in 1990 at a helicopter crash but my goodness the six albums that he produced in that time pretty much set the standard and brought back the the blues oh listen to that just let me stop yeah that's Riviera Paradise yeah. Yeah. I got to say, I I did not know this song until Todd started playing it in the Tuxedo Cats. And it has become one of my favorites.
1: The last song on his last album. Is that right? step, I believe. The one that came out in his lifetime. There were others that came out. Right.
0: Uh, He had a a posthumous album in 1991. Uh, But yeah. The sky is crying. Yeah just set the standard like I said and I was telling Steve earlier that I saw Stevie Ray Vaughan and didn't realize what I was seeing at the time it was in 1984 it was a fall festival in Shreveport they called Mudbug and I knew of him and I was familiar with him but I had no idea and then uh, unfortunately he passed away six six years later Steve you didn't quite get a chance I never got to see him I was old enough to
1: have seen him barely I was 21 when he when he passed And I always thought Well I'll, I'll catch him next time
0: Of course yeah. I never did
1: So yeah. I regret that You were 21? I, I bought his records I was back does years ago What that make me? Uh, in
0: 1990 You would have been uh, 24 You would have been 24 At that 24th. time
1: Okay uh, I don't know I didn't know I didn't go see
0: him. Yeah I guess you would have been 24 I wanted to Wow
2: I was pretty upset You were pretty young Yeah I, I, I didn't get upset Over a lot of celebrities But uh, Steve Ray
0: Vaughan yeah. Man that Now, what are some of the songs we play by Stevie Ray Vaughan? Well, the
2: one that's playing now, Little Wing and Riviera Paradise, the one that was uh, playing before. Pride and Joy? Uh, Pride and Joy, we do that one. Cold Shot? Cold Shot. Those are my favorites. Uh, Scotty likes to do Texas Floods from from time to time. Tim uh, likes Crossfire.
1: Steve talked about some
0: of his influences.
1: Uh, he was influenced by, of course, Jimi Hendrix. Uh, he's done like a little wing and a voodoo child. Two of his biggest hits were remakes of Jimi Hendrix songs. And uh, the three kings, uh, blues players: B.B. King, Albert King, Freddie King, who's also from Texas. He was from East Texas, Gilmer. And uh, Albert Collins from Texas, the Ice Man or Frosty. Or, huh, a lot of Texas blues got Buddy Guy. That was another one. There was a big influence.
0: And Todd, who might we know of um, uh, more recent dates? that If you like Stevie Ray Vaughan, you'll like this guy. Well, everybody knows that if you
2: like Stevie Ray Vaughan, you like probably like Kenny Wayne Shepherd. He came along pretty pretty soon after from Stevie. Streetport. Yeah, he was, uh, he was in the blues scene teenager. very soon Teenage after story. Stevie Ray Vaughan. Wes Gene's also a guy from around here, and uh, Marshall. Great guy. I know him. And, yeah, he, he plays in Tyler occasionally yeah. with our friends. Um, Blues Boys? Is that... It's Blues Boys. Bobby Edwards, yeah. yeah Bobby. He's a great player yeah. from right here in town. All, all very good players. And then uh, uh, one that is really still kind of in the limelight is uh, Joe Bonamassa. Not so much like Steve Ray Vaughan but still just a blues guy who yeah. keeps the blues alive right now. And there's some others. I just can't name any of the rest Bata of them. is
1: getting really
0: big. I mean, he's been big in Europe for a while. But he's starting to get really big in America, too, oh, he's, as far He's as
1: pretty incredible.
2: Yeah. Well, you, you know? think of
0: Eric Clapton as a blues guy of oh, sorts, yeah, but yeah. but how do you compare Clapton to Stevie Ray Vaughan? More of a... You know, they're all tra- they're both traditionalists,
2: but but Clapton was really way back into the... Uh, who, who did
1: Crossroads the... Uh,
2: Cream. Well, I'm talking oh, about Robert the, Johnson. Robert Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, that, the, the, the really Delta old blues. stuff, yeah. you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh Delta stuff. And and Clapton and Cream, and later on in Clapton's solo career, he would redo uh, his own versions of Robert Johnson and the older uh, Delta blues stuff.
0: Stevie Ray Vaughan, our featured rocker this week from Dallas, Texas, uh, looked back on his career in the the album or the uh, concerts that he did. Particularly in the early days, of course, he played a lot of Dallas, Fort Worth, Austin, Austin city limits, yeah. Houston. Uh, he did, a, but you know, by the time, well into the '80s, he, he was, was born audible. and raised
1: in Dallas, but pretty much moved to Austin by the time he was of adulthood. <laughs> he and his older brother Jimmy Vaughn, who was Favis Fabulous Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds. another great great player. Yeah,
0: saw them open for the Stones, I believe, in '81. That's right, they did. the Cotton, yeah, Bowl. Cotton Bowl.
2: Did you yeah. say he played with you? What, what did you say? Fabulous Thunderbird, what?
1: Jimmy Jimmy Vaughn, Stevie's older brother, was the guitar player in the. The original guitar player oh, the Baptist Thunderbirds.
2: Okay, yeah, we were kind yeah, of around then, a little bit before Stevie. There's a lot Ray. of there's a lot of stories about those guys coming up, and Jimmy didn't like Stevie playing his guitars. Yeah. you know about that. Yeah, have uh, heard about that. Yeah, you know, and Stevie. We well, don't would, like anybody playing your guitars. Well, no, I don't. And Stevie Carter would the Van Halen always <laughs> he would always say that Jimmy is superior. He's the greatest guitar player. Jimmy oh, is a, a, like Stevie.
1: Would, Stevie did say that. He yeah. did. Really? He would always brag oh. on
2: his brother okay. and.
0: You know, oh, he wasn't just, fooling anybody, including <laughs> Jimmy. I'm pretty sure he was a fine guitarist in his own right. Okay. Yeah, looking okay. at uh, some of the associated acts, of course, Double Trouble, which is a great name for a three piece band. Stevie Ray Vaughan, the Double Trouble, yeah. uh, the Vaughn brothers, uh, Doyle Bramhall. Yeah, familiar with He he wrote uh, co
1: or he wrote a lot of Stevie Ray's biggest hits, like uh, No kidding. Uh, Change it, uh, Laugh by the Drop, which was on the Posthumous. Album, I believe. Uh, yes, uh, the sky is crying. Uh, Doyle Bramhall Senior. Doyle Bramhall's son, Doyle Bramhall the Second. He's he's currently yeah, playing. He's the one I know. Yeah, he plays with Eric Clapton, I think. He plays guitar with Eric okay. Clapton now. He plays some... a lot of other people.
0: And then I also see uh, David Bowie's name in
1: here. Oh yeah, that's where I first heard Steve Ray Vaughan. He played on the Let's Dance album no kidding yeah and I remember hearing on local news hey a guy from the group in Dallas is from Austin is playing on the new David Bowie album big hit Let's Dance the solo and, <laughs> and he was he had an offer to join Bowie's band but he was he had double double trouble going and and they were about to get their own record deal and they did uh, so he turned down David Bowie uh, to go on the road with him because he wanted to keep double trouble going but Bowie was the one that kind of discovered him, though, at the Montreux Jazz, or got him at the Montreux Jazz Festival and kind of helped him get established along with some other people. But, yeah, I first heard him when he was with Bowie. Then the Texas Blood album came out a few months later, and everybody was just blown away when that came out. So Rolling Stone magazine, here they go. Hang
2: on a second, Mike. Listen to
1: this. That's a Beatles cover. I forgot about this. He's doing Tax Man. Yeah. It came out on The Greatest Hits that came out posthumously, and I didn't even know he did I did it. not know I forgot that. About was that. What album was that?
2: Greatest it was The
1: Greatest Hits that came out a few years after, I can in the 90s. Okay. And I forgot he even did this. He just moved up a notch in my book. Just- he did <laughs> Superstition, too. He did a cover of Superstition. Studio I am. Wonder. Yeah. yeah.
0: What a unique, creative uh, force yeah. that Stevie Ray Vaughan was, and then of course Rolling Stone they chime in in 2003 and name him the seventh greatest guitar player of all time. Seven. So we'd like to know. We'd like to know the rest of the list, please. Well. <laughs> have, have they heard this? I mean, I don't know, you know, where I'd put him. I'd... I played this in one of my first bands. I could barely keep up. Okay. This okay. is this yeah. is the seventh best the, guitar player. Right the, yeah, this is what I want to play next. I want what to magazine lo- <laughs> was this? <laughs> Rolling Stone. We've got man. Some, Rolling Stone. Is we've got Is a song. We've got some issues with Rolling Stone in previous programs. We've had this discussion with their assessment of the artists in which we feature.
2: Well, I'm glad they didn't put Bob Dylan in front of Stevie Ray Vaughan. I'm just,
0: influenced I'm by I'm real him. happy about it, but he was
2: probably influenced by Dylan. Did he do any
0: Dylan songs? I, like I doubt don't it. think I doubt so. it. Yeah. You know, maybe like a Rolling Stone or something like that. Unless Jimi Hendrix did that. Unless Jimi yeah.
2: Hendrix did a Dylan song and then Stevie did it because yeah, he Hendrix did it. Influenced yeah. by who was influenced by it.
0: Yeah. Uh, great loss for well, I'll I'll Stevie
2: Ray Vaughan. Our, our favorite t- uh, top ten right now is Classic Vinyl, as
0: yeah. you mentioned earlier. Classic Vinyl gave us uh, the top 50... Albums that turned 50 this year. Um, uh, Led Zeppelin 3 was the number one album. And as you remember, uh, Led Zeppelin 3 kind of introduced some of the more Celtic and more acoustic stuff. Yeah, the more acoustic stuff uh, on Led Zeppelin 3. Well, and there's honestly, some hard rockers
1: on there too. Like sure. Song and yeah. Celebration Day, Out on the Tiles. Oh, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's known for the acoustics.
0: Yeah, it's got a, kind of a um, diverse. Gow's Pole. Yeah. And, and honestly, when it first came out, it was 1970. I'm 12, right? But uh, it wasn't my favorite at the time. It was different. But it grew on me. For them. You know, I just, like Led Zeppelin, they're in my top five for sure. Um, and then number two, it almost pains me to say it, but uh, you know, all due respect, number two was Let, uh, Let It Be, of the top 50 albums that turned 50 this year. I should know more of Was
1: live at Leeds on The Who? Not not
0: that I heard. I'm not sure where that landed. And and you can't go there yet, because they're still doing it this weekend, as we record this on Labor Day. You you can't find the list until after, because they want you to listen for it. It'll come Uh, on again later tonight. So how far do they go? Just those two? Well, I mean, it's 50 albums, but those are the two that I heard. So far. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll well, we'll, well they're up,
2: doing good so far. We'll update. <laughs> we'll I'm, I'm not that bothered that Zeppelin was in front of. Uh, yeah, I'd I mean, it's hard Zeppelin. to argue. It's... When
0: it, when I heard "Let It Be" was number two, I thought, "Well, okay, who's going to be number one?" I thought, "Is it Hendrix? Is it going to be Zeppelin, or is it going to be you know?" But I mean, it was Zeppelin. So there you. Go. Hey, you uh, know, getting back to that Hendrix cool thing. thing about Hendrix doing people's tunes. Yes. You remember the story about
2: Hendrix did a tune as a tribute to Cream. Which Cream had written and done as a tribute to Hendrix, and Hendrix didn't know it was a tribute to himself.
1: That's Hendrix. I, was, I didn't know that, that Cream did "Sunshine of Your Love" as a tribute to Hendrix. That makes sense. Right, but, but and
2: in, and and that's it. Then Hendrix did "Sunshine of Your Love" live on a TV show as and, a tribute to Cream, I've never seen not that. knowing.
1: Yeah. Anyway, interesting. On YouTube, it's on YouTube, I believe. He played "Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band" the day after it was released when john and paul were both in the audience and he did it just for them and they were shocked by this he opened with it was 20 years ago today sergeant pepper his own version of it and john and paul were just blown away, blown it. away wow. yeah this, uh, already came out yesterday it that day. <laughs> maybe it was the day it came out already somebody's covering his own yeah it was 20 years ago today it's really cool yeah that's on probably on
0: youtube too who knows <laughs> hope you awesome. can see it <laughs> Well, time for a word from our sponsor. Uh, I'd like to feature you guys' uh, gig on the seventeenth.
2: Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's talk about that again. We got, got a
0: funk and disco night coming up. Funk
2: at, and disco is that night. At
0: TXM in Lindale.
2: TXM in Lindale.
0: Oh yeah.
2: We've been doing a lot of
0: rehearsing. Uh, I just love playing these bass parts. I want to see the wigs. I want to see you guys in. Everybody's going to be wigs decked out in all kinds I'll of use stuff.
2: i'm gonna get me some glue on pork chop sideburns and some chest hair somewhere and then i'm gonna put some chains all over that and that'll be good that'll be good that's what that's what i'm doing and see everybody else is keeping what they're doing a secret but that's what i'm doing but let me tell you this uh leah and sherry and i have been making tie-dyed shirts like crazy and we're taking those over tuesday to get the tuxedo cats put on those and then we're updating you know the black shirts which you know everybody's got a black shirt by now but we've Got the inventory back up, but the tie dyed, it's going to happen. And when they're gone, they are gone because this is a lot of work. Maybe in another couple of years, we'll do them again. But so anyway, Tuxedo, you guys tuxedo gotta, Cats t shirts,
0: new so and improved. You got to be there actually hand
1: tie dyed. You guys are doing it, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. And there's more. There's more. But wait, there's
2: <laughs> more. Yeah, we're going to have some masks too. Masks? Masks. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And a mask too. Which we do. You know, we do that thing because there's. An epidemic going on supposedly, and everybody's supposed to I have heard. a have a mask in the car in yeah. case they make you put it on. So, there you go. I always leave mine
0: in the car. I get to the store and I got to turn around. Oh, my you mask! Got to oh, go, go back to the mask. car. Well, there you go. Thank you to our sponsors, uh, the Funk Disco Night for the Tuxedo Cats and uh, the accompanying T-shirts at a, at a nominal fee. Go to TuxedoCats.com for the info you need and so much more. It's safe for the whole family. Mike, Todd, and Steve on part two of the Rocks and Dirt broadcast where we talk about rocks, we talk about dirt because that's all we had back in the day. And it's been a, a bit of a sad week in the world of sports as two of my boyhood heroes have passed away. Baseball's Tom Searer, they called him Tom Terrific. He was also called the franchise for the New York Mets and so the New York amazing Mets. The who Miracle the Sets, Mets, right? That yeah, that's right. also a word for him. They won it in 69. Uh, highly... Uh, unfavored, and they went all the way that year. And, and I got to looking at some of Tom Seaver's stats, and I'm not—I don't have them at, all in front of me, but just the fact that this guy, like, led in strikeouts every year, uh, like five years in a row. He went ten innings in a World Series game. Nobody does that. He pitched ten innings and won a game. I
1: read that he almost pitched a perfect game against the Chicago Cubs. I think that was in a National League Championship. I'm not sure, but he—he he came real close. He was pitching a perfect game into the ninth inning, I believe,
0: against I the Cubs. He came very close. Uh-huh. He pitched several one-hitters for the Mets. He went to the Reds. Da-da-da-da. He went to the Reds in 1977, and there he finally got his no-hitter uh, and, and helped the Reds uh, in the late 70s. They didn't, they didn't win a World Series, but they were contenders uh, several of those years. And he went uh, into the 80s and uh, he went to the White Sox for a little while and then went to the Red Sox for a season. Finally came back to the Mets to retire. Three-time Cy Young winner, too. Yeah, Tom Seaver. Tom Terrific, also called the franchise. Now, another guy who was also called the franchise for his team was Lou Brock, who just passed away this weekend at the age of 81. Lou Brock was a base-stealing phenomenon. In fact, they even named a a stolen base award after him while he was still playing oh wow. he he led the league and had uh, the, the highest number of stolen bases uh at that time which later got broken by ricky henderson but lou brock was a 300 hitter uh hall of famer and he came up with the arch rival chicago cubs in 1964 mid-season and they went to the world series and won in 1964 with lou brock won it again in 67 Lost the World Series in 68 to the Tigers. But, uh, you know, Lou Brock at age 81, Tom Seaver at age 75. What uh, position did Lou Brock play? He was an outfielder, Uh, wasn't he? Left field. Yeah, left field. Yeah.
1: And he had a different approach to stealing bases. Uh, Before, base stealers would usually do a big leadoff. But he he would get a fast start and just start charging out and, and... the momentum just yeah and he, he kind of changed how they, he had a different strategy and just raw
0: speed at some level raw right speed, yeah and he kind of introduced that era to some extent uh you know in the 70s uh, that was more of a part of the game yeah uh, with small base, right yeah <laughs> stealing bases is an exciting it's kinda kind of fun of to game. watch I mean,
1: everybody loves home runs but yeah it's kind of funner yeah. to watch that
0: small ball stealing bases yeah and, taking the extra base you yeah. know from first to third or scoring from second even from first and so uh, some of these uh, heroes from the, from the 60s and 70s are uh, moving on to the great unknown. Tom Seaver and Bob Gibson passed away this weekend. R.I.P. And that about do it for Rocks and Dirt this week. unless you guys got something else. Uh, I'm about ready to say hello to Lois. All right. all
2: right, I'm
1: good.
2: <laughs> next week we're going to talk about uh, the Winter Olympics. <laughs> huh? really- oh, nah, <laughs> probably not. I'm, Say what? I'm just kidding. What else?
0: <laughs> uh, we were gonna we're gonna update the uh, uh, Rolling Stone magazine. See who else they've got on the top ten. Uh, we can yeah, we can finish that up next week. The top ten guitar players of all time and and classic vinyl on Sirius, who uh, has the top fifty albums that turned fifty. We need it's to know right. these things. The Dallas Stars. Hockey, yes. Dallas Stars. Absolutely. Dallas something. Stars
1: are in the Western Conference Finals for the first time since 2008.
2: You know, I consider myself to be an expert on that as well because I went to a Stars hockey game one time.
1: And a fight broke out? A fight broke out.
0: He <laughs> <You laughs> went to a boxing match one time I'll and try a, try hockey, game and a hockey game broke out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because everybody loves Funny how, huh? funny how that worked oh, out. Okay. And don't forget to check out the tuxedocats.com for upcoming gigs, including the funk and disco night on the 17th. It's going to be a big one. It's going to be full of dancing, uh, perhaps a little hilarity with the costumes involved, and some uh, new and different kind of sound from the cats themselves. So that's TuxedoCast.com. Visit us on Facebook and be sure to keep it clean. Absolutely. <laughs> Mike and Todd and Steve. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Lois, I'm coming to see you. Bye-bye. The
1: sky is crying. the